0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, in just two weeks, Chicago will swear in its new mayor. Mayor Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson made many promises on how he plans to tackle voters' most pressing issues like crime and safety. But what will his first week in office look like? Well, Emma Tai is the executive director of United Working Families and now co-chair of Mayor-elect Johnson's transition team. Emma, welcome to Reset. Thanks so much for having me. Congratulations. You are part of Mayor-Elect Johnson's transition team. I mean, how did you react when you got that call?
1: Uh, I was really excited. I'm really excited to be a part of what is a really large, honestly, transition committee Huge. and a set of transition subcommittees that I think reflects the breadth of folks at the table involved in crafting the mayor's governing agenda. I mean, what was that, four dozen people announced? It was a lot of people. Yeah, it was a <laughs> yeah. lot of people. And I'll say also that as many people as it were, there were, I think, over 700 people who expressed an interest in joining the transition wow. work, which I think just speaks to the broad base of support that Mayor-elect Johnson has and mm-hmm. how excited people are about this new he chapter He was also for very vocal.
0: He said, send me resumes. And yep. so people listened and they sent those <laughs> resumes. Yeah. Um, so let's dig into to some of his priorities then in, in, in those first days in office. So we just talked on the program about how some Chicago groups are preparing for Texas to bus more migrants here uh, from the southern border. How does Mayor-elect Johnson plan to support them?
1: I mean, I would say that Mayor-elect Johnson, like, so many of us, has just been absolutely heartbreak- heartbroken to see what's been happening. You know, you have very sick toddlers sleeping on the floors of police stations, and that's just absolutely unacceptable, particularly in a city that as wealthy with as many resources as we have. So I can say, you know, as someone who I'm currently on leave from United Working Families to work in the transition office, and as someone who's been working on this project a little bit, um, I can say that he's fully committed to making sure that we are collaborating closely with City state federal county officials mm-hmm. to mount a robust and coordinated response to make sure that shelter beds are available to make sure that communities both long term residents and new arrivals are deeply engaged in what you know safe and humane housing looks like, and to make sure that we're working together with other states um, to mount a you know serious federal response on this because this is ultimately a national issue and that's going to require a national response
0: yeah uh, title forty two that is set to actually and just days before uh, Johnson takes office, and for those who aren't aware, Title 42 is the the pandemic era policy that was allowing U.S. officials to expel migrants without processing their asylum claims, uh, you know, it could lead to a spike in migrants entering the country when, when it is lifted. So how are you then, as a leader on this transition team, how are you preparing for that? There's going to be an influx of, of people coming in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're really fortunate that um, the chief of staff and the deputy chief of staff, so Rich Guidas, who's formerly at OEMC, and the deputy chief of staff, Senator um, Christina Passione-Zayas, are both on the team. They're both folks, you know, Rich as the head of OEMC was across a lot of the original bus um, situation that was happening in the fall. And so he just brings a wealth of operational experience to how to do things like stand up an emergency shelter. Yeah. And then Christina Passione-Zayas obviously um, did a lot of work around the um, resettlement of the Hurricane Maria refugees. And so these are both two highly experienced government officials um, who I can say are very hands-on in being prepared to manage the city's response. I just was on a call with the state agencies earlier this morning I think that, you know, folks in state government are really eager to help and to ensure that we're coordinating as much as possible to make sure that beds are available, to make sure that respite centers are available, um, to make sure that the new arrivals receive the case management and housing support that they need. Yeah, And that also, you know, I think that um, alongside that, that this is, this is a current crisis and we know that housing is a crisis in the city for tens of thousands of people. There is a long-term unhoused population in our city. Um, and just because it's not in the news as much doesn't mean it's not a crisis. And so we're also working closely with folks like the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless to make yeah. sure that as we bring in additional resources, um, that we're also keeping in mind the needs of the unhoused you know, community in our city that's been unmet for a very long time
0: you talked about coordinating there with the OEMC so for folks who aren't aware that's Chicago's office of uh, emergency management and communications so we discussed Emma this this large team and and believe it or not Brandon Johnson is still building his his transition team's subcommittees so what positions are still left to be filled
1: um so we've announced the co-chairs of the various eleven issue area subcommittees um, and the and as well as the membership on those subcommittees. So okay. those have all been filled. Um there's hiring obviously underway for some of the day one hires that's underway currently. Um and overall feeling I think just really excited about all of it. I'll say for myself personally. Um it was not something I ever expected to be a part <laughs> of a transition committee as someone who organized a lot of actions on previous mayors to be at this level of but government. But was,
0: was it an easy yes for you?
1: Oh, fully. It was an easy yes for me, and it was easy yes for a lot of people. I think one of the things that's really exciting about this moment is seeing how many people have had the experience in this city of being feeling so disempowered by their interactions with city government, feeling like it wasn't something for them, that it wasn't designed for them, and seeing the possibility of things open up and seeing what it would look like, for example, if you're talking about new arrivals, um, you know, seeing what it would like, like to have people who, you know, who are undocumented, who've been organizing with undocumented communities, who've been, you know, on the front lines of organizing mutual aid and of supporting the hotels mm-hmm. um, that the state set up for the families who came in with the buses, just have those folks co-chairing uh, Transition Subcommittee on Immigration Issues. It's mm-hmm. just, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting mix of people. And I think we're all feeling really hopeful about what we can do.
0: Yeah. He's also talked, uh, Johnson, uh, to WBEZ at least about his plans to double the amount of young people hired um, over the summer, uh, just as a way to create more public safety. How do you plan on supporting him doing that?
1: I think it's a uh, you know something's it's similar um, in the sense that that is an effort that is really going to be all hands on deck. It's going to require really close policy and programmatic collaboration between city, state, county. I actually um, just came from a meeting with the city about their summer jobs programming. And um, you know, I'll just say that I think that there is a lot of possibility here with what we can do, and I think people are really excited. Um, again, as someone who used to do, you know, used to work with young people and organizing actions on Chicago public schools, it's been pretty, it's been pretty exciting to work with um, some folks at Chicago public schools about, um, you know, in a more cooperative way yeah. about how we can really expand the opportunities that are available to young people.
0: Well. Speaking of uh, public safety a moment ago, how does Johnson plan to address safety on and the reliability of our public transit system in his first days in office? Well, I
1: would say that the reliability of public transit is probably not a first week project
0: (laughs) that is. uh... (laughs) And and speaking of its reliability, I mean, just for all transparency here, I'm hearing you got ghosts Busted. Yes, I, I, had a, I had a ghost bus experience <laughs> on my ghost way busted. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different
1: show. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was trying to take the CTA here and I did have yeah. a ghost bus experience.
0: Yes. Um, so it's, I mean, it's very real. You, you see it yourself. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, it's very
1: issue. real. And I think that, um, you know, this is a the issue with CTA is an issue that was, you know, a long time in the making and I think is going to require some long term solutions. I will say that. You know, we're really excited about the possibility, particularly looking at the Inflation Reduction Act dollars that Congress made available. Um, That's just really a tremendous opportunity to invest in making Chicago greener, safer. And I think that obviously
0: includes public transit. Yeah. So we we know the election was a close one. Um, I'm curious how you plan on supporting Mayor-elect Johnson as he tries to work with and for the city that was so divided when it comes to the candidates.
1: I mean, I think that you'll see it's part of why the transition committees are so big mm-hmm. um, okay. is that, you know, Mayor-elect Johnson is inviting a large tent of constituents into the process of writing this new chapter for our city. That's Again, that's part of why the transition committees are so big. Um, and I will also say as someone who, um, you know, has known Mayor-elect Johnson for a very long time, has been in the trenches with him in some of these protests, that, um, you know, there's a lot of really serious conversation about how do we turn the strength of the grassroots community and labor organizing um, work and the social movement work that Mayor-elect Johnson comes from, how do we, you know, unlock and unleash the capacity of that work in a new way mm-hmm. for this city. So, for example, um, looking at you know engaging whole new sets of – I think that there have been just really exciting conversations um, with frontline mutual aid groups about supporting the new arrivals, and there have been really important conversations with youth-led organizations about standing up grassroots programming and neighborhood activation over Memorial Day. Um, and not to say these are things that weren't happening before – And I do think that the relationships that Mayor-elect Johnson brings in this space and the base of support that helped to elect him is going to be really critical Mm -hmm. in sort of showing a proof of concept of what a caring, safe, sustainable, and just city could look like.
0: So we're nearing inauguration on May 15th. Uh, Quickly, before we go, what do you foresee as the biggest challenge, the number one challenge for your transition team? (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, I think that... Um, there are, I guess, you know, there's obviously a lot of challenges. Things are just moving fast. The actual period of time, the number of hours in the day is not enough for the amount of work that has to happen. Um, the reason I struggled with that question a little bit is that, um, I'm not, even though I feel frustrated by not enough hours in the day, I actually don't spend most of my time thinking about my challenge of challenges. I think spend most of my day thinking about possibility and about hope. Um, and I'm just really... Um, I'm just seeing, again, as someone who I think maybe like a lot of people in mayor-elect's uh, base of support yeah. never saw city government as something that could be for me or that was meant or designed for us as someone who's starting to see the tremendous possibility um, yeah. of what kind of what our city could look like, I feel just a tremendous amount of hope and possibility.
0: I hope it rubs off on me, too. I want to be positive. <laughs> Emma Ties, the executive director of United Working Families. She is also co-chair of Mayor-Elect Johnson's transition team. Thank you so much for joining us in studio. Thank you.